to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in the third and final hour here on Tuesday on Election Day. And uh, we have a guest joining us, not running for office. No, uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like everybody that's been through these doors has been campaigning for the last few days. Uh, but we have joining us now Victoria Grisella, the Vice President of Marketing and Community Engagement for the United Way of Greater New Bedford. It's a lot to put on a business card. It but is the, a lot. The important thing is, is you are the person who helps coordinate all of these efforts uh, that we do here with the United Way and WBSM to help needy families in the area. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim. I'm not campaigning today for political office, but I am campaigning today for our Hunger Heroes effort that we'll talk more about. And this is something that we've been doing for a number of years now. And it is something that, you know, you you say this all the time, that you hear from the families who are helped by the efforts of the United Way, that they give back, they want to come back and help. And this is where I've seen it. I've gone and, and worked the Hunger Heroes Food Drop and some of your other food events that you do. And you see the people who have benefited from this working right alongside your, your normal staff and volunteers. We do. It, you know, it brings out everybody, no matter what your walk of life is you're able to come and volunteer or just bring a can and just be part of something so much bigger than you. So we do tend to see folks that we've helped before and people who just want to give back in general. You know, everybody's welcome. So what has been the the, the tenor like this year for people are, you know, we talk a lot on the radio here about how prices have gone up on things that people aren't, the money that they do make might've seemed like enough a few years ago and it isn't enough now. I'm sure that the need for help for some of these families has, has risen. Yeah, certainly it's going to be a tougher holiday season than we've seen in a number of years. Um, you know, as we, we keep moving and hearing stories and, and learning about families in need, you know, we're hearing food insecurity is, is top of mind for everybody. You know, people are trying to figure out how they're going to balance buying the groceries that are more expensive now, as we all know, um, and balancing things like healthcare and, you know, what, you know, Christmas is coming. Like, how am I going to get, you know, those presents under the trees for my kids? So we're hearing a lot more. Um, families are turning to food pantries more and more often. The need is certainly higher. Greater Boston Food Bank is saying that one in three are food insecure on the South Coast, which is a really scary number when you mm -hmm. stop and think about it. Um, and so we just want to make sure everybody has what they need for the holidays and beyond. And this, we're not talking about the family that says, oh, I used to be able to go out to eat a couple times a month and now we can't. We're talking about people that can't even get those meals on the table. To right. They were family. already struggling before trying to balance you know, prescription costs and buying the food that they needed. And now that the price of everything has gone so through the roof, it's even more of a struggle. And so, you know, we're seeing a lot more kids that are only getting food at school. They're not necessarily eating when they go home or maybe they're having just dinner and that's holding them through, through the next day. Um, there's no extra snack. There's none of that because it's just such a strain on families right now. And the United Way has always made an effort to make sure that not only are you providing food for families that need it, but providing the right food that they need. Agreed. You know, one of our bigger focuses in the past decade or so is making sure that it's not just about the quantity of food, it's about the quality of food. So, um, Tim, you volunteered at our mobile markets over the summer before where we're handing out fresh produce because that is the most expensive thing at the grocery store. And people bypass it because they say, you know, we can get more bang for our buck buying things that are more processed and in cans. Um, so we're able... and 
able to focus more on what it is that we can give our community to make them healthier. You know, you always hear the, the phrase food is medicine, and that's what we're trying to do is get more nutritious food out there um, and in the hands of people who need it most. And with the mobile markets, you're also, it's locally grown food. Yes, and that's key too. You know, it's it's all at the Sharing the Harvest uh, farm at the Dartmouth YMCA. They've been a huge partner for us. Um, you know, we do surveys at the end of the season. I was just at the farm talking about this last week, and that helps dictate our growing season for the next year. And so if people are saying, hey, we need more tomatoes, we look at that and say, how can we grow more tomatoes? So that way we're meeting people with their needs and where they're at. And do you find that, you know, in helping these people with getting healthier food, that they are being healthier overall, that they're seeing benefits of that? We hope so. Um, you know, definitely in the surveys, people are saying this is forcing them to eat healthier and try things that they maybe wouldn't have tried before. Um, we hear that a lot at Mobile Market. So we get food uh, that's grown at the farm that maybe they've never tried before. You know, eggplant and leeks are one of the things that come to mind this year. So if we put out recipe cards, it forces them to try something new that that is healthier. Um, so then you put down the not so healthy thing and try some different recipe. Um, and we've gotten a lot of feedback that that's been super helpful over the past years, keeping people on that healthier diet. And that, that was really fun too, hearing all the uh, all the staff members and volunteers that are telling people, well, you know what you can do with this? <laughs> like everybody has a, a like a pet recipe Absolutely. that they like, a favorite recipe. Everybody knows not to ask me though. I don't cook. So <laughs> they know I'm not the one to go to for a recipe. But you know how you like it. You know how <laughs> you do, like it I prepared. <laughs> so, and of course- now, this time of year, the holidays are so closely associated with food. Yes. And families are wondering, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, you're worrying, wondering about how you're going to pay for Christmas and, mm -hmm. and pay for this. And there's people that are just worried about keeping the heat on Absolutely. all winter. Absolutely, yeah. And, and now they want to be able to have a Thanksgiving meal, but the costs associated with that has, you know, the stories are all out there, how much the costs mm -hmm. have gone up in recent years just for that one meal. Agreed. And yep. so now it's become something where a lot of people look at it and they say, you know what, it, it might just have to be just another day for us. Right. The United Way can help make sure that it can be a day of celebration. Yeah, that's our hope. Um, you know, again, this year we're setting the goal of a thousand Thanksgiving meals. And that's only um, because of all of you here at the station that make that possible. All of our all the listeners, all of our supporters who help and come out and donate those food items that we're looking for that then we could package into those meals. And of course, we can't forget all, all of our sponsors and our volunteers that make everything we do possible. You know, it's it's a community effort and we love we absolutely love this initiative. So we'll be out Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon yep. at Aldi in Dartmouth. And Aldi has really turned into a great partner for oh, the Hunger Heroes Food Drop. Such a great partner. I mean, talk about why we never did this before, you know, standing outside a grocery store. So that way, if you see us and you are like, oh, I forgot that was today, you can stop and run into Aldi, which is super reasonably priced in general. Um, they're stocking all of the things we need right by the register. So you can run and grab it and get on your way. So we make it so easy to give. And so we really hope to see more people out this year. And it's it couldn't be any easier. You can just pull right into the parking lot, drop it off. We're all standing around waiting to take it out of your car. You don't even have to get up and get out. Agreed. And, you know, it does get kind of cold. We talked about this before, Tim. So the more people who come and get us moving is very appreciated. <laughs> Absolutely. And one of the things that you will find when, when people come to is they'll come through, they'll donate. And I've seen, I saw it happen last year. They have whatever they have in their car and then they see, okay, wait a minute, that car in front of me had more... <laughs> 
And then they go inside and they buy a few yes. more things. Yes, we've seen that a number of times. And so that, that's amazing to see it. And what are, what are some of the items that you're looking for people? Because again, you know, this isn't just, you know, open up your cabinets and take what you don't want out of there and bring it down here. That's not this kind of food drive. Right. We're trying to get all those uh, fixings for a, thanks, a traditional Thanksgiving meal, which is not necessarily for everybody. You know, this is what, what I consider traditional and many others do, but not everybody, this is for them. Uh, but the things we are looking for are canned vegetables. So your canned corn, peas, green beans, anything of that nature, cornbread mix, cranberry sauce, instant mashed potatoes, stuffing, and gravy. And then the only thing I want to say on the gravy, because this is where we've run into trouble before, no glass. Um, so you can imagine we have that big box truck for our hunger commission. Uh, gravy glass does not <laughs> fare well with all those boxes. We end up with a mess every year. So we, we just ask no glass on any of the items. So for gravy, could it be, obviously they have plastic containers of gravy. They do. But they come in cans. They come in packets. Any of those are fine. So the mixes are fine? Yep. And, uh, and and I know that you said green beans, but, you know, nobody's making green bean almondine, I hope. <laughs> uh, the green bean casserole. Nobody wants that. No, I'm just kidding. People people love that. I just, people, yeah. I, I, every, I mean, I say peas, too, and peas are not my favorite. Um, but everybody has a different favorite, so get your own and share it with another family. And then you'll take all of this food that is donated on Saturday, and then the following Saturday, you'll put it together for the families. Yep. We have um, just about 200 volunteers that will be out at our Hunger Heroes. This is our ninth year, by the way, which is really exciting. Um, and they'll be out and they'll package all those meals. It's a family-friendly event. So we have, um, I mean, kids as young as two, my nephew will be there. How much help he'll be. He's more just like the cheerleader on the side and very cute. Um, but we have kids of all ages, you know, through their grandparents that are coming to help volunteer. It's become a tradition for many families to do this each year. So we've been seeing the same families for nine years. It's been amazing to watch. You know, the kids that were very little are now in high school. Um, and it's just such a great feel-good event. Um, we'll get all those meals packaged and then out the week of Thanksgiving to our, our pantry partners. So, and what is that process? Because we don't, you know, by the time everybody makes their donation on Saturday, you know, they might not know what goes on after that point. So once you put together all these baskets, or all these, you know, meals for mm -hmm. people, how does that get out into the hands of the families? So uh, we have been asking our pantry partners, you know, with our Hunger Commission, we partner with about 20 or so pantries uh, from Wareham to Fall River, which is a little bit beyond our normal service area. Um, but with food, you know, we try and go a little bit further if we can. Um, so we've asked our partners, uh, you know, what they're going to need for Thanksgiving this year, how many meals they could use. And then we'll take a look at the numbers and we'll divide them out between as many pantries as we can. And then the people will go to the pantry and make arrangements with them to be able to pick it up. Yeah. And if, if anybody's looking for help, I mean, what I would say is that, you know, you, you got to start early. So I've heard a lot of the Thanksgiving lists have already filled up. Um, if you're still looking for help, I'd call 211 and see if they know of anybody locally that is still taking signups for, for lists. Um, but on that same point, if you're going to need Christmas assistance, now is the time to go sign up for those lists. Um, think ahead, start planning ahead just because they do fill up quickly. And, you know, I, I had kind of made the offhand comment yesterday about, you know, don't worry about bringing turkeys because we don't want people showing <laughs> up with turkeys at the uh, Hunger Heroes food drop. We don't have the refrigeration for it, first we of don't. all. <laughs> we, do, we appreciate the gesture, but we, we don't have... And certainly if they're alive turkeys, we don't want to have to handle no, that part of it either. No, I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> we don't want that running around the box truck either. Nope. But you were telling me that they actually, you know, instead of giving the families a turkey, because not everybody wants mm -hmm. turkey, they, they give them the option of, of getting something else. Right. So we've learned over the years when we were doing frozen turkeys, I mean, a thousand Thanksgiving turkeys is a lot to manage in general. But what we were hearing feedback from, and we really took it to heart was, you know, we were getting 14 to 16 pound birds. You know, if I'm a two to three person house, that's way too much food for me. So maybe it's too big. It could be too small even. Um, I may not have uh, the place to store it. I mean, a thousand 
then yeah, definitely can't store that. But I might not even be able to store one in my right. fridge. I might not have that room. I might not have a stove that's big enough to cook that in. And so we heard all of this feedback along with, um, you know, my family doesn't even eat turkey. You know, we we're, we eat ham. We eat um pork. You know, there could be any number of things people do. So what we've been doing is our, our partners uh, come to us and we, we give them a grant. It's called the Holidays United Grant. Um, and they are able to either purchase the items the families need in the size they need, um, or they'll give them a gift card so they can go get what that protein is that they want. And, you know, I think a lot of families, uh, turkey is, of course, the traditional thing, but a lot of families have other ways that they celebrate. So you want to make sure that the, the holiday is what they want it to exactly. be. Exactly. So, you know, maybe they come from a big Italian family and they're used to making <laughs> a big Italian feast. You want them to be able to, to do that. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, again, Saturday from 10 to noon at Aldi at Dartmouth. And uh, you can just pull right up and drop off the items or you can go inside to Aldi and purchase whatever it is that you want to donate. And it's not, you don't have to, you, you don't have to bring all the items to make a basket either. You can bring yeah, one just, item if you just, want to. Yeah, you could bring five cornbreads or you could just bring one cornbread. Every little bit helps. And that's what we love seeing is how many people are coming out to help us. And uh, we'll be down there. WBSM will be down there. Fun 107 will be down there. And uh, there'll be a number of volunteers that will be there to help out. So uh, as I said, you don't even have to get out of the car. We'll take care of it for you. You can stay inside where it's nice and warm. Although uh, I was going to mention it on the air, but I won't, I won't say anything on the radio and put it out there. But um, I just, I'm, right now, Casey's listening and she's like, don't say it. Don't, don't say, say it. it. So I won't, I won't say it at all. Yeah. But uh, we should have uh, a good amount of people that come out on Saturday Absolutely. and make donations. Uh, so if people don't want to come out Saturday, if they can't come out Saturday, you still have another way for them to be able we, to donate. We actually have two options for people to donate. So we do have a Amazon wish list that I believe you have up at WBSM.com. Um, and so you can go right on there, the Amazon wish list. All of the items that we're looking for are right on there. You can buy whatever it is that, that is, you're able to do and then have it sent right to our office. You don't have to do more than that. You just buy the food and send it to us. We'll take it from there. And then the other thing we've done this year is set up a text to give line. So that way you can, <clears throat> excuse me, that way you can uh, donate some money and we can buy the food in your honor. So if you wanted to text to give, you can text Hunger Heroes, all one word, to 243725. And the Amazon wish list is a great way to make a donation because you don't even need to know the address to send it to. You just, it's all programmed right in there yep. for you. You just click the items that mm -hmm. you want to buy and Amazon probably has your payment stored mm -hmm. and then you just push it right through. That's it makes right. it super easy. Our Amazon guy, shout out to him. He's amazing. But I'm pretty sure at the holiday season, he wishes he was not our guy. <laughs> he spends <laughs> a lot of time in our office. He, you know, at, at points last year, I remember him just rolling in carts of food and he'd be like, I'll come back for my cart later when you've emptied this. <laughs> just, so it's so great to see so many people giving back that way. And uh, again, is... is you know, it's all about what's convenient for you. Whatever makes it easy for you to be able to give and to donate. But I can tell you firsthand from being there for the last few years, there's nothing like going to the Hunger Heroes food drop, seeing everybody getting together and volunteering, seeing everybody coming down, mm -hmm. having those conversations with folks. So, and again, there's never really a big line to donate. No. People coming through all the whole morning. Because we keep it moving throughout the day. We, you know, constantly grabbing things from the car and sending you on your way. We, we'd love to talk to you, of course. But if you're in a rush, we'll get you out of there as quick as yeah, we can. Yeah, you, you don't have to worry. And even 
if even if you pulled up and there was a big mm-hmm. line, pull up the, a, an aisle over and honk your horn. I'll come running exactly. over. Exactly. We'll We've make got sure that you plenty can get of in people there. Shout out to our sister school students who will be there helping us on Saturday. They've been doing this for years, and it's always great to have those extra hands that are able to run quicker than maybe you or I could, Tim. <laughs> and then the, the best part is when I stand there holding the things, and I'm like, I don't know which <laughs> box. Where does this go? And then the kids are like, Just give it to me. It, we'll Just take care it of it. Me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right. So that'll be this Saturday at Aldi and Dartmouth from 10 to noon. Come on by, make a donation. All the, the list of all the items is at WBSM.com. Just click Hunger Heroes at the top of the page. Or if you want to make a donation through Amazon there or through the text line, you can. We'll make sure that we have it uh, up there for you the whole week so that you can make that donation in case, you know, you're going to wait till Friday when you get paid or something and you want to do it that way. You certainly can. But we hope to see you come out on Saturday and, uh, and make a donation in person so we can say hello. Victoria, thank you for coming in, and let's make sure that we get those 1,000 yes. meals together. Yes, thank you, Tim, so much, and for all the support of WBSM and Fund 107, and, of course, all the listeners that are um, excited and wanting to give back this year. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll be back in just a few moments. All right, let's take a quick call before we go into the newsroom with Ariel. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Reverend. Good morning. On this beautiful rainy day, and the rain doesn't matter, you got to go vote. I'm here to tell a lot of my friends, who don't vote, how ashamed I am of them. I just came back from my voting uh, polling station, which is the old New Bedford Hotel, and I want to remind them who don't go that when you get there and you park in the front, the parking meters are covered so you don't have to pay the parking meter. There is no reason to not go and vote. It's our American duty, and shame on you if you're not going to go and vote. People have died in wars, but you'd have the freedom to vote for your choice. That's all I got to say today, Reverend. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You as well. And uh, we are going to go into the newsroom. But uh, speaking of parking, I did get a message uh, from somebody who did mention parking being an issue. Uh, So this person just voted at the Alma Del Mar School in Ward 2 and said that there was no parking there. And that there was... uh, there was 15 ballots in the voting machine when, when they got there. And she said, this is an issue with the parking, especially for elderly people. I have no idea why voting places are put in areas that are hard to park. They moved it from the Wilkes Library down to the Alma Del Mar School and no idea why that was so much better for parking. So she also says, if you're going to write in a name under mayor, you need to fill in that little circle. She almost forgot. So just a reminder, yep, if you are going to write in, you got to fill in that little circle too as part of that process. But yeah, parking can be an issue in some of these places, especially like Alma Del Mar, where they still have a school day going on today. Um, I know in Wareham, there was a, a lot of talk about moving it out of schools because of that issue. I mean, now it's a little different. They have a big empty school and on the west side of town now because they built the new elementary school. So, but it's, it's, it's always an issue to find polling places. That's part of the problem, but I don't know why they moved it from the library either. 508-996-0500. We'll take your calls as soon as we come back from the news. But right now let's get all the headlines of the day from Ariel Dorsey. With the conflict in the Middle East showing no signs of letting up, thousands gathered in New York last night for what was dubbed United for Israel. The event marked 30 days since the attack of October 7th to recall lives lost and to renew the plea to get back hostages held by the Palestinian militant group Hamas. In addition, hundreds more with the group Jewish Voice for Peace made their message clear, unfurling banners at the base of the State of Liberty. Some proclaimed Palestinians should be free, while Others carried messages like, not in our name. 
Voters in key parts of the country are headed to the polls today. Kentucky's Democratic Governor Andy B. Scher is running to win a second term against Republican challenger Daniel Cameron. In Mississippi, Republican Governor Tate Reeves is seeking re-election against a challenger hoping to become the state's first Democratic governor in two decades. And abortion rights and recreational marijuana are on the ballot in Ohio. Republican Governor Kim Reynolds of Iowa is making it official endorsing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for president at a rally Monday in Des Moines. It's a big deal for DeSantis, who has been lagging far behind frontrunner Donald Trump in the polls, as he hopes to use the endorsement to get Iowa Republicans on his side before the Iowa caucuses. Meanwhile, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders is backing Trump with a formal endorsement expected tomorrow. A trial date has been set for four of the five Memphis police officers charged in the beating death of Tyree Nichols during a traffic stop. All four were in court Monday where a judge said the trial will start August 12, 2024. They're pleading not guilty. The fifth officer changed his plea to guilty last week. The office sharing company WeWork is filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Valued in 2019 at $47 billion, the company reported liabilities ranging from $10 billion to $50 billion. The Striking Actors Union is rejecting the industry's so-called last, best, and final offer as the strike rolls over into another day. SAG-AFTRA, the union representing some 160,000 striking actors, said Monday there are still several items where there is no agreement. In sports, the Patriots are preparing for their trip to Germany. Head coach Bill Bill Belichick said Monday that the team will leave after Thursday's practice and arrive Friday morning. This week's trip will mark the fourth international game in franchise history. The Patriots will face the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday in Frankfurt. The Bruins are back in the win column after holding on for a 3-2 victory over the Stars in Dallas. Johnny Beecher and Mason Lowry each accomplished their first career goals in the NHL during the first period. Dallas managed to get within one until Brad Marchand put the Bruins back up by two with the power play goal. On Thursday night, Boston will host the New York Islanders at TD Garden. And the Celtics suffered their first loss of the season after being topped 114-109 to by the Minnesota Timberwolves in overtime at Target center. Jason Tatum led the team in scoring with 32 points and five steals. Jalen Brown chipped in with 26 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. Drew Holiday recorded a double-double with 12 points and 11 rebounds. The Celtics will visit the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow night at Wells Fargo Center. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you everybody on this Tuesday morning dealing with rain out there. Take it easy on the roads, especially this is all courtesy of a warm front. The temperature is already this morning in the mid to lower 50s. Gradual clearing this afternoon with mild temperatures in the upper 60s with breezy conditions overnight. The cold front will push through and it will provide cooler temperatures, drier air as we head into tomorrow with mostly sunny skies and quite a drop in temperatures. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Hold on, 
And you know you're going to get through the rain today. It looks like it's actually letting up right now. So if you want to get out there and vote, you can. I'm looking at the sky. It actually looks like the clouds are breaking up a bit. And the rain will be moving on. So you can get out there and vote. Whether you're in New Bedford, Fall River, or any of the other communities that are holding their elections today, get out there and vote. And uh, let us know. Let us know uh, when you go there what number you are. Give us a rough idea so we can keep an unofficial count. Uh, we'll have all the numbers for you later on tonight at WBSM.com and on the app. And, of course, we'll recap it all tomorrow morning here on the program. But uh, I also want to point out that it is a, it's a big day in New Bedford, not only for the election, but it's also another big day in New Bedford because the butcher shop has reopened. They were off for the past week or so, but now they have reopened and they are ready to start taking your holiday orders. So if you want to put in your order now to get your holiday turkey or lamb or maybe you want to get one of those tomahawk steaks. Maybe you're going to have that. Give thanks over a nice big tomahawk steak. Whatever it is that you want to have, uh, you want to go down to the butcher shop and put in your order and uh, make sure that you get yourself on the list. But they will have great deals on turkey, on lamb, on some of the other meals that you serve, uh, whatever it may be. Everybody has their own traditions. The butcher shop can make all of those traditions come true once again. So go on down there, talk with Eric, tell him what you're looking for, and he will make sure that he has it for you in time for the holiday. A lot of people like to have them take care of the meal for them. They just like to pick it up and have a, a meal already cooked. You can do that as well. They make sure that they take care of you at the butcher shop. They care about you, the customer. It's the, To them, it's not like you know these big supermarkets where you're just shuffling in and out. No, no. They individually pay attention to every customer. They want to make your experience something special it's that old school mentality that that old school idea of the neighborhood shop where you can stop in but the great thing is you don't have to be in that neighborhood to go there you can be from anywhere and stop at the butcher shop 123 dartmouth street in new bedford let eric know what you need for your thanksgiving meal and if there's something else that you want to see there and he doesn't have it let him know he'll get it for you that's what they do over there at the butcher shop. They take care of you. 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford, and they are back open after a brief uh, little vacation there. They are back open and ready to take your holiday orders and everything else as well. All right, we're going to take our next break here so we can make sure we get them all in, and we'll be back in just a few moments. Mm -hmm. of cats. Barry has an article up at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app you're going to want to check out, first of all, his article yesterday on 10 reasons why not to move to New Bedford. Uh, a lot of people were commenting on that without reading the article. The, the point of the article, it was actually a very positive article that talks about the great things in New Bedford. It was just a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek thing, but check out that article if you haven't read it yet. But he has an article today 
where he dispels a dumb rumor that's been going around for quite some time now that I, I don't understand why anybody believed this was true to begin with. But he had someone that called in and said, you know, Durfee High School had pulled out one of the toilets in this brand new school to uh, replace it with a litter box for kids that identified as cats. And that it was also going to be happening in New Bedford, too. And so Barry decided that uh, instead of just reacting, he was going to do his due diligence and, and reach out and find out exactly what's going on. And as he found out, none of it's true. No school officials are taking out toilets and putting in litter boxes. That's ridiculous. But you can read about it at WBSM.com and on the app. Uh, let's go back to the phones. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How you doing? Good. Um, I just caught bits and pieces of, of um, your show so far for whatever reason. But I did hear you mention about a polling place change. Um, something about the Wilkes Library being closed. Now, I voted the Wilkes Library. They had moved. Yeah. They had moved Ward Two from there to the Alma Del Mar School. Uh, I just got off the phone with the election commission because what I heard from you. Well, the the um, the, the what's it A and B or what B and C? Correct. Whichever right. one, so, whichever precincts are at the um, uh, are at the Alma Del Mar School, they had taken from there and put to Alma Del Mar. Correct. They still have two precincts. Yes. That vote at Wilkes. My, I mean, um, I should have been more specific. My fault. I think it's yeah, is it A and B or is it? I think it's A and B, right? No, a, a and B are at Alma Del Mar, yeah. I believe. Um, and the other two precincts continue to stay at, at Wilkes. Um, and, and the reason I mentioned that was that prior to that, our, our polling place was at the Abraham Lincoln School um, on Ashley Boulevard. Uh, we, we pulled up there at the last election, and they said, nah, they moved it to Wilkes. So we go down to Wilkes, and it just so happens that Maria just happened to be there at that time. Um now today I hear on the radio, Gita Wilkes has moved to Alma. I'm like, what's going <laughs> no, on? No, no, no. My but, fault. I wasn't specific enough. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it might help you, your listening audience. Uh, uh, those 16 percent of us, or 20 percent, that want to get out to vote. Uh, you know, make sure we're in the right spot. Yeah, I was. I was referencing when she had talked about how they had moved the to Alma from Wilkes. I was referencing that 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 part of it. So I should have. Yeah. I should have clarified. All right, that might not be a bad idea to clarify that before people get all bent out of shape. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. And uh, if you are unsure of where to go to vote, no matter what, uh, you have a couple of options. You can go to wheredoivotema.com. Where do I vote MA from Massachusetts.com. Just type that in. That'll bring you to the Secretary of State's website. And all you have to do is type in your address. And then it'll tell you exactly where to go. It'll tell you what ward you're in. It'll tell you what precinct you vote at so that you can just... Uh, go down there and say, you know, in case you go to one of these polling places where they have multiple precincts, you can walk in there and say, I'm, you know, 2A or 2B or, you know, not to be, whatever it might be. You can just go in there and you'll already have that knowledge ahead of time and you'll know which person to go up to. Uh, or you can call the election office, 508-979-1420. They may be a little bit busy today getting phone calls. So if you can use the online option, that's probably the better option today. But it's, uh, it's nice and easy. Again, the election office number is 508-979-1420. Real easy for us to remember here at WBSM. But, uh, yeah, utilize that if you need the help. And if you're still stuck, you know, reach out to me, and I'll try and uh, make sure that you get the right information. But we want to make sure that you get out there and you go and vote. Make sure that you vote. Make sure that you get out there and do your duty. Then go out there and have yourself a breakfast at just another Phoenix in Dartmouth. 
right on Fonz Corner Road in North Dartmouth. Then go by the butcher shop. They're back open. Get yourself a nice, nice dinner for tonight. And then when you go to bed tonight, after you've had this great day of doing your civic duty and rewarding yourself a little bit for it, how are you going to feel when you lay down and try to go to sleep? You're going to feel all right? Is that mattress doing what it's supposed to do for you? Maybe maybe it's time to get a new one. Or maybe your mattress is fine. Maybe you went to Whirly Beds and got yourself a new mattress, but maybe you've got company coming for the holidays. You want to give them more than just a place to crash. You want to give them a great night's sleep, just like you're getting. Whirly Beds Black Friday sale has you covered. Give your guests the gift of a truly comfortable bed at a truly comfortable price. Or maybe, maybe you decided that you do need to upgrade your bed a little bit. Maybe you want to treat yourself to a new adjustable bed. That's the ultimate in relaxation, right? You can save up to $1,200 during the Whirly Beds Black Friday sale. They can help you make your home a haven of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy, a haven of comfort and joy. Just go to Whirly Beds Factory Outlet, 197 Pope's Island in New Bedford, and save now during their Black Friday sale. And you can also check them out at whirlybeds.com. All right, let's take our final break of the program. And uh, that way there we can make sure we got them all in. You can hear from all the candidates. Everybody's advertising on WBS. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Most candidates are advertising on WBSM. And uh, you'll hear from them throughout the day. And, of course, we want to hear from you at 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. That goes out to Liz in Georgia, big Doors fan. So, uh, and who isn't a big Doors fan, really? I mean, it's one of those bands that I say, you know, there, there's there's the eighth grade bands, the bands you discover in eighth grade. It's the Doors. It's Led Zeppelin. It's you know, uh, who else do you hit in the in the eighth grade? Van Halen. Van Halen, I think you might be more of a, so, uh, a freshman in high school. Sophomore year, everybody discovers Steve Miller Band. Almond Brothers. Yeah, Almond Brothers. That's a good one. Like, But there's someday we, we'll do a roundtable some morning where we can sit and talk about this. Like, There's certain age groups, certain grade levels where you discover certain bands. So, uh, But that's certainly Doors' is eighth grade. No doubt. Nobody's going to question that. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How, How are, are you, you, Catherine? Uh, a quick uh, story about Jim Morrison, sort of, and then uh, about the politics quickly this morning. Um, a, a group of friends and I were having um, using the Ouija board one night, trying to uh, call up uh, Jim Morrison, uh, who, you know, had recently died. The lights went out in the house. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was very creepy. We all ran out of the house. Um, and it wasn't a place where lights went out often or there wasn't a storm. There was nothing like that. We don't know what happened, but it was it was it was creepy. I like that story. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you probably well, didn't like it very much when it happened, but I. <laughs> but well, I love no, it. but I'll never forget it either, will I? Um, <laughs> so I, I do wonder about it. But uh, and he, he was one of, and still is one of my favorites, The Doors. But um, okay, so I've got. I know where I'm running out of time. Uh, I'm looking forward to going in to vote. I am not voting for any incumbents. I had a hard time not hanging up the phone waiting to get on while I listened to uh, incumbents talk about how uh, they care about the taxpayers and they want us to not have high taxes when every single one of them voted in that 25% increase in salary for certain city positions. So none of them are getting my vote. Um, and um, I'm very happy to be voting, voting for Zach Boyer. Um, he's intelligent. He's compassionate. Uh, he's uh, in favor of uh, charter review for, for 19, from 1938. The city needs it. He's also in uh, in favor of did I say in charge of in favor of uh, charter review and um, uh, term limits. For all locally elected positions. Well, in just the, the final 30 seconds or so we have here, Catherine, though, wouldn't the danger of that be that you could have, I mean, I guess, you know, Bruce Duart has experience, Scott Lima has experience, but wouldn't you be, and, and of course, some of the ward councils running unopposed, but wouldn't you be creating a council that sorely lacks in experience if you voted out all the incumbent at-large councilors well, and... I suppose that could happen, but I don't think it's going to, and still it might be a blast of fresh air. All right. Well, I appreciate um, the call. And then the last thing, we need sober houses. There are problems and there need to be regulations made. But Zach is absolutely right. People need sober houses. All right. Period. Well, I, I agree with you on that. Thank you for the call. Okay, and thanks. have a good day. You too. Bye. That's going to do it for me for this morning. Stay tuned. Chris will have South Coast now coming your way. He's going to talk some more about the election. He's going to talk some more about that that mess up. That happened with the sign up in Ward 1 yesterday and apparently might have been happening in other places as well. So he'll have more information.